You'll get away with saying the word hobby in a non-English speaking country, but if you do that in Sydney and you say to a girl, what's your hobby? You're a dad. You hear me? Right? Because it's not cool in Australia to say, oh, so what are your hobbies? She's like, okay, uncle. It really is an uncle conversation. Oh yeah. How you doing, Fatima? Yeah. Haven't seen you since last Christmas. So yeah. How's, how's university? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any good jobs that you can get with that? Gender study? What? And um, so what are your hobbies these days? And she's like, oh, uncle boring. So what's a cooler way to say, what are your hobbies? Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. Let's talk a little bit about dates in general. What are some of the elements that might make a not, it's not necessarily bad, but like an ineffective date? So yeah, going to the old classic sitting with each other in a movie, it's not a good first date. No, you know, you're literally not doing anything. And, and also the movie affects your mood. So you, it might, and you know, it can be a shit movie or a sad movie or a something movie where you come out both going, oh, ooh, uh, it's not like you're in a different kind of trance state and yeah, you're not talking. Okay, what else? So I generally avoid eating dates, like snack dates are fine, but eating, but having a meal dates, it's not that I never do them, but I tend to avoid them. Like that's why, you know, my standard date is a coffee and a walk or one drink of that cool cocktail place and let's go back to my place and check out the lizard. Like, yes, that's my standard date. Now, sure, I have even in living memory had first dates where we ate a meal. All right. It's not that you can never do it, but ideally you don't want to be sitting opposite somebody. Opposite is the killer, especially when there's a bigger table because we're staring at each other, this strange interview. And then depending on the country, like it can take a long time. Like in the US, maybe I might do, I do a sit down because the service is so fast and everything happens so amazingly. But in Eastern Europe, like you stressfully have to get the attention of the waiter and that takes 20 minutes. And then he comes over and goes, yeah. And you're like, can we? He's like, and then he goes again. You're like, oh, fuck. And then by the time you've ordered, then, you know, it's 45 minutes before the entree arrives. Mm-hmm. And now we've had to sit awkwardly opposite each other, making polite conversation. Right. So we don't want that. So generally sitting next to each other in a booth or on a bench or sitting perpendicularly to each other. Yeah. So it's a square table and she's here and you're there. That's fine too. Cause we're, Basically, as same thing as I was talking about yesterday on the couch with the role play is that we can look at each other and make clear eye contact, but the natural default is to be here, right? So if you're, so you're there, I'm here. All right. So at the square table, cool, blah, 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 can touch, look away. That creates the psychological space. We can look and, you know, gossip about, oh my God, do you think she's a slut or whatever? Uh, And then, you know, touching under the table, making a point here and doing heavy intent when and if needed works totally well. If we're at the booth at the cocktail lounge, da-da-da, leaning in, whispering in, not like this. You don't whisper in, see, feel a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, do you think the bartender's gay or not, as opposed to, do you think that... Yeah. Yeah, well... So we have the, yeah. the difference between psychological space and actual space. Right. Even though this is actually technically closer physically, this feels closer, right? So these are the things where what makes a good date is logistics. It's cozy. There's something to do together, which is drinking a cup of tea or whatever, but trying to impress her or doing something complicated is unnecessary and usually won't work. I usually keep a date, how long in length of time would you think would be ideal? So keeping it short-ish, like sometimes, you know, I had a two-hour date the other day with that who'd arrived and we did a, like a little tour of the world here. Okay, because then we actually had four dates in one. We went, I met her, I was talking to you, I stopped her and I said, see you later. I was getting into a big conversation like, actually, we'll do this tomorrow. Thank you. So I walked with her. First, we went and got a coffee, picked it up. Then we walked 
to the thing over to the Arc de Triomphe. And we did some photos and had some fun. Then we walked into the park and then there was the salsa class and we went over there and, and I actually showed him my two moves in salsa. That's a different date. And then we came back around and sat on one of these benches and had the like deep and meaningful one where I made, you know, went to hold a hand and she didn't really respond, but she didn't uh, reject me. So I'm like, okay, she needs a bit more time. And then we had a hug and then I sent her off and then she moved to another country the next day. So that was like two hours, but it was really like four dates in one, right? So the different, you've got to think also about like the perceived time versus the actual time. So if I'm only going to do one thing, which mostly I do, which is go and have a coffee and a walk, go and have a drink, you know, come and get some wine and cheese and come and sit in the park, right? That's an awesome date, cheap date, cool date. Then yeah, I want to keep it about, you know, up to two hours if we've got a good vibe and it's, and it's fun and we're enjoying it. But around the hourish mark, don't get stuck on that as a rule either, where it's like, oh, it's been an hour and now I have to try and take her home. But the vibe is she just needs a bit more time that, you know, she's not yet comfortable with me. So another half an hour is better to spend there than trying to rush it back home. You get, the, get what I'm saying? Okay. So just on that, what the types of dates, I've mentioned a couple. So what are some other types of dates which might not be that useful? So we said movie, we said sitting opposite each other in a formal dinner setting. Think logistics. Somewhere far from your house. Right. So, you know, going on some, we have to catch a train out of the city and then go to go and see this amazing thing. The thing might be amazing. And there might be a reason for that because it's a, it's a secluded beach and we can fuck on, on the beach, right? Like, you know, we don't have to fuck in your own bed. But if we go all the way to a place and there's nowhere we can get in any way intimate, and then we have to come all the way back. And by the time we get back, we're tired and sunburned, right? That's not a good first date. It's too complex. Logistics don't help us. And there's another problem with, if I've chosen like a special thing, like I know, like I, in my city, right, in Budapest, for example, there's a cafe called, I don't know if it's open anymore, but Pet Cafe or Zoo Cafe or something. And you can go and order a tea and then you'll get a live animal with your tea. So you can get a porcupine, a rabbit, various doped up owls, lizards, all sorts of shit. And they'll just put it on the table and it's really shouldn't be there because I'm sure it's not good for the animals, but that's a cool day right? Now, it's a bit far away from my house. And I have gone there with a girl when we were wandering in that area. And I said, oh, let's come into this very inappropriate cafe. It's crazy. And done that. But if I was to like, oh, that's a really interesting thing. And that, and you know, girls like rabbits. So I'll trek halfway across the city to try and impress her. Then we have the same logistical issue. And we also have this, another issue, which you heard me ranting it out the other day, which was what? Something else. He's trying to talk something else up. Okay. I'll refresh you. So the other day, like when he was in, in set, he's, he's actually quite advanced with his game now, right? Like he's got a lot of good things going on. But what he was trying to do was steer the conversation towards that he knew about tapas and he knew the best tapas in Barcelona and this place where you get this really interesting cocktail and taking a long time to do it. And then at the end, asking her out and she said, no. And, I, and when I said, why are you doing that? And he says, because I'm trying to line up the date and I get it immediately. He thinks that because like if he can take her to somewhere impressive, because he knows the best tupper or he knows this cool cocktail place, that then she'll want to go on a date with him because she wants to go and get the tuppers. It's a complete wrong mindset. That's why I was shouting at him. Because it's like the event is not irrelevant, but it's not the primary thing. It's that we get to spend time together and hang out and we happen to be at the pet cafe or we happen to just get a coffee and go and sit in the park. That's way better than me trying to impress her with money, status, something that I really, that I know that's amazing. Now, look, you know, for example, in your town, you've got tourists coming through. Like that girl that I did talk to and took on a date was like, 
I did show her things that she wouldn't have seen before and that was kind of part of the magic of it. But that wasn't the like, oh, you just arrived. Look, why don't you come with me? There's a salsa thing in the park. It's really amazing. You know, everyone's dancing. So, you know, that's me trying to sell the date as opposed to let's go walk. Actually, I know this. there's something fun happening over here. Let's pop in. And then she's like, wow, that is impressive because that's like a, a moment in time with a man who knows the city. And I got to have a, a different type of experience than I would have walking by myself. But it could have just as easily, we could have just walked and sat there and we would have had probably, you know, a different type of good time. Does that make sense? Okay. What do you think you talk about on dates? There's a funny story. Yeah, like those ones are better to do, but like talk about scars, right? Like, you know, sometimes a girl notices I have a scar here and she says, what's the story? And I go, oh, you know, crocodiles and fucking kangaroo having a fight. And then the next thing you know, fucking brown snakes in there, fucking I was there. And then I say, no, I just fell over when I was a child. And then I might say, have you got any cool scars? Now that has led to both interesting stories and actually sometimes kind of like sad stories, but in and like that's a natural it just went there because she had some surgery scar and something something and i'm not gonna go oh no we're not talking about that if it goes there it goes there but i'm not gonna dwell on it all day yeah well i'm glad you're alive still yeah cool so anyway and moving on to something else so yes what else conversation wise to do or not do i mean i mean it's like one thing that would still apply like in the approach and then also the data is also just like Getting her to share a little bit more about herself and right. sharing more about you, right? Yeah, like that's, I mean, that's where we're going to do a lot more of that. So, yes, yeah, so you're right that it's like an extension of the approach. It doesn't mean we have to do deep and meaningful, right? Because remember, when we're finding out about somebody, sometimes the mis- it's not a mistake, but the misunderstanding that a lot of guys have early on is that if I want to get personal, I have to talk about passions, hopes, dreams, values, like, like big, big things, which, yeah, I mean, sometimes and they'll come up and I might go there but like let me describe it like just a bunch of random things about myself that are not like you know I don't need to like tell my psychologist about them or whatever they're not super deep right I'm a bit grumpy in the morning until I've had my coffee I'm a procrastinator but I always get everything done that's important even if it's the last minute I prefer to to have like be around two to three to four really good friends than I do to be around massive crowds of you know, people just for acquaintances sake. I used to hate cats and then I got a cat that arrived and now I fucking love my cat and hate it, all the other cats. You know, right now I'm really, in, really into ancient history and I've just been like getting deep into ancient Mesopotamia. It takes quite a bit to get me angry, but when you get me angry, I'm terrifying and you don't want to get me angry. Right? Like that's a bunch of stuff that's not like my, well, what's my deepest passion in life and what's my core values in life? It'll, it tells you bits about me as a person day to day. Right. So keep that in mind as you're talking to a woman. You don't like, I can see that sometimes in the role play. Like, okay, what's another question? Like, what do you mean? What's another question? Are you an introvert? Are you sneaky sometimes? What's a bad habit that you've got? Tea or coffee person, binaries, any binary thing, tea or coffee, morning or night owl, whatever. But you don't do more than one of those in a conversation or it sounds weird. Because if you go leather or lace, hmm, very interesting. I'm more of a lace kind of guy. Myself, cats or dogs, what are you into? Now I'm a weirdo. If I just did the one, it's cool. Now I'm the either or guy, right? So it's just one thing you can do. Okay, you can, there you go, like, all right, got one of those per, per date. But you see what I mean in terms of like the, the types of things we talk about, you know, what are like everyday topics? Hit me with a bunch. Work, including what? What can be included within work? Subtopics. Yeah, the dynamics between the people in the workplace, because that's always exists and there's always drama or there's gossip, or there's tension, or there's romance, or there's something. I hope, otherwise people are just like, in their cubicles, I am a robot. 
there is another one. I don't know. Is that what happens in offices? <laughs> it depends on the office. Depends on the office. Some, we have a fun one where we have a ping pong table. We are allowed to use it for three minutes per day. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. Right. So that's very good because let's say you, you ask a girl, okay, where do you work? She says, I'm a beautician. And you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. That's it. Boring. I don't know anything about beautician shit. I'm not a girl. So then you go, oh, well, what do you, re- what do you re- want to do when you really finish that? She's like, what? Instead, you're like, cool. What's it like being a beautician? Do people tell you all their secrets like they do to hairdressers? They do. When you're ripping hair out of someone's pussy, they'll tell you anything, I think. So yeah, the politics, the dynamics, if she's a boss of a team or something, are you a, are you a badass boss? Are you, are you cruel? Are you fair? You know, if, you're, if she's a subordinate, how do you manipulate your boss? You know, uh, do, you, do you sometimes chuck sick days when you're not sick, right? Do you use your feminine charms to get away with stuff, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like there's lots of subtopics within work that are about the human elements of work. So that's a good one. Keep that in mind. All right. What else? Topics? Hobbies. Right. So you'll get away with saying the word hobby in a non-English speaking country. But if you do that in Sydney and you say to a girl, what's your hobby? You're a dad. You hear me? Right. Because it's not cool in Australia to say, oh, so what are your hobbies? She's like, okay, uncle. It really is an uncle conversation. Oh, yeah, how you doing, um, Fatima? Yeah, haven't seen you since last Christmas. So, yeah, how's, how's university? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And is there any good jobs that you can get with that? Gender study, what? Okay, uh, yeah, all right. And um, so what are your hobbies these days? And she's like, oh, uncle boring. So what's a cooler way to say what are your hobbies? Yeah, how do you blow off steam? Yeah, what's some other ones? Let's get cooler. What are you into at the moment? Yeah, what's something cool you've been doing? What's the last song you had on repeat? Yep. Because that's a, like, what, are, what kind of musical hobby do you have? And like, yeah, that's a good one. Like, so these are like the, what are your hobbies kinds of things. And again, rather than saying, what are your passions, which is still, it's just, which is a weird uncle. Yeah. What's the other ways to say, what are, what are your passions or what are you passionate about? I've said a couple. What are you really into at the moment? Mm. What else? Yeah. What do you love? Yeah. What can't you live without? What can you not live without? You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. What's your vice? What's your guilty pleasure? What can't you say no to? Yeah, that's how you say it. What can't you say no to? But like guilty pleasure, what's your, what's your vice? What's your addiction? What are you addicted to? Like everyone's addicted to something. So I ask them that and it's, you know, it could be anything from heroin to green tea, you know, or mix them together. It's like a matcha smack latte. Cool. What was I talking about? Topics, other topics. So we've got hobbies, otherwise known as stuff you like doing. We have, what was the first one? When you said, yeah, works, work, etc. stuff work, sub, sub work stuff, travel. Yeah. Yep. So ways. So if we said, do you like to travel? That's an uncle. Hey, look, have I said that? Yeah. And will I say it again at some point in an interaction? Yeah. These are not deal breakers, but we want to think about casual phrasing, cooler phrasing, getting to like helping the person navigate because everyone likes to travel except the few people that don't. Right. So do you like to travel? She's like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously. And then you're like, oh, cool. Well, yeah, I like to travel too. And then she's like, oh, cool. Uncle boring. As opposed to, have you got any fun trips coming up soon? What's the plan for summer? Are you getting trouble? After the lockdown, did you blow off steam by traveling somewhere and doing something? 
right? Like there's lots of ways we can look at travel, which is movement out of the city block that you usually hang out in. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I've like, what did you learn about? I mean, I did a bunch of those. Now it's kind of, everyone's forgotten about it. But yeah, what did you learn about yourself during lockdown that was, that you didn't like? You know, there's all sorts of things that we can use. Just, it's the beginning of the week. What's the plans for the weekend? She's like, I'm going out of town. Oh, do you like to travel? No, we don't need to do that. Where are you off to? Cool. Oh, fuck, that sounds like a great way to spend the week weekend getting out of the city and getting into nature, right? So these are, like, think of it a bit more intelligently. Yes, travel. Yes, friends. Yes, work. Yes, hobbies. But let's talk about it in a way that, like, a cool dude who's interested in the woman would talk to the girl about, about it. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I was thinking of friends and family is also a topic, but you kind of just said it. Yeah, and so, like, Look, because, you know, sometimes you ask, you know, what do you like doing? She says shopping and hanging out with my friends. And you're like, fuck. Well, right. Well, that's boring. And I don't know what to say now. Because go- And girls will often say that even if they have other interests because it's the people usually answer the easiest thing, right? So unless you dig a bit, qualify or put a bit of pressure, they'll typically give you the easy answer, which is not necessarily the most interesting answer. So she says, oh, yeah, you know, like hanging out with my friends, going to shopping and, you know, going out. Well, then you say, what's your crew like? Yeah. Oh, are they, you've just moved to town, you said, are they, so they're new friends or they're old friends? Okay. She says, oh, like I knew some people from back in my old city, but I've met, we met some new friends. Oh, that sounds fun. It's like a new mix of old blood, new blood. I'm sure there'll be lots of drama. Right. And then tell me like in your crew, what's your role? Like, are you the peacemaker? Are you the one, are you the boss bitch? Are you the one who makes sure that everyone gets home safe? Are you the confidant? I'm not going to list all those, but you can see where I'm going, getting at. It's like, now I'm learning about the dynamic of her and her friends as opposed to, oh, so, and what do you do with your friends? We go out. Oh, and where do you go out? We go to the club. And, oh, and, you know, what time do you usually arrive at the club or something? You're like, I don't know what to talk about. Yeah. It's like when you go, when you girls go out, do you cause trouble? And she'll be like, yeah, ooh, no, no, absolutely not, or whatever. And then we can play with that, right? So the dynamics of her family, friends, life, the dynamic of her work life, the dy- like she's a student, right? So tell me, so what are you, what are you doing at the moment? Like you studying, working? Uh, yeah, I'm studying. Okay. And what are you studying? Like anything? Or? You just answer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, biology. All oh, right. Interesting. Which year are you in? Marine biology. No, uh, like what year? Like first, oh, second, third? Yeah, it's uh, second year. Okay. So about halfway through. Yeah, that's cool. So I guess you must be enjoying it enough if you stayed this long. I mean, I want to finish it. Yeah. And what are you going to do after, you know, when you finish the biology, you're going to do masters or you're going to try something else? What's your plan after that? Uh, I don't really know yet. Like, I'm just studying for the moment. Right. Okay. But like, what's, for example, some options like jobs you could get, some options that you could have like for work after that? I mean, I could do research. And if you were to do research, like, did you say marine biology or just normal biology? Yeah, marine biology. Oh, so would you do boring uncle who's interested in you? Like, I'm showing interest, but she's a second year, which means she's 20. And yeah, she's going to uni and she said, yeah, yeah, I want to finish it. Good one. But she's like, okay, uncle, do I, uh, you know, me talking about like what I'm going to do in seven years with this undergraduate degree, she doesn't really care or know, right? So have I done a conversation like that and still made it work? Yeah, probably the delivery and various other things that I move, might move on to another topic. It's not the end of the world, but it's just very rudimentary and it doesn't really take into account. She's a 20 year old uni student. So she's probably doing some other stuff other than just study. Unless she's a, if she's a medical student or one of those other ones, astrophysics ones where you have to study all the time, then maybe that study is all she does. But if she's doing bi- basic biology or an arts degree of any sort or anything that's not like extremely complex science or law, then she's doing lots of other shit outside, trust me. 
So what are you, are you studying, working at the moment? Uh, I study. Do you leave everything to the last minute or are you kind of, do you plan things properly? Well, I try to finish them a little bit earlier than last minute. I don't like the pressure of a deadline. Okay. But like a couple of days before, like you actually do plan it. I mean. Or, you, or, do you, or uh, is there a lot of stress where you're like, fuck it, I got to get this thing done tomorrow. I mean, I stay up all night drinking Tabasco sauce. No, usually I get them done in time, like without too much stress, because I like to start working on it when I get the task. All oh, right. Oh, well, that's, I'm quite impressed, actually, when I was, when I was at college. No, I was definitely a last minute type of person. I did get it done, but it is quite stressful. So outside of, outside of class, what are you doing with yourself mostly? I mean, I like to go partying on the weekends, also just like tanning myself the beach sometimes, uh, playing some volleyball. Oh, okay. That's a good mix. So you're not like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, getting fucking wasted and then, and then doing it again on the weekend. You're, you're actually disciplined enough to... Yeah, I don't drink that much. Like even if I go party, I try to like one or two drinks. I cannot take that much alcohol. Right. Me too at my age. Absolutely. I can take, you know, a couple of shots of heroin, like, you know, two pipes of DMT and a bottle of Jack Daniels and then I'm done. I'm so done. That was just a joke for me. <laughs> So, did you make a new crew friends when you were just cause when you first moved here, or you've got old friends who came with you to uni? Like, what's your crew like? Yeah, I came here by myself. Uh -huh. So, um, I found some pretty cool friends at the uni. Mm -hmm. Also, the volleyball group I play with. Um, there's some nice people there. Totally, and very, I guess, very fit people as well. <laughs> well, which yeah, is, which is you know keeps you accountable. Do you think any of them will be lifelong friends? Okay, pause. So. I'm talking about uni, but we've, I've had some jokes. I've found out like a bit about the way she is as a person. She's not, you know, one of those Asian kids whose parents chain them to a desk and study 10 hours every day. You know the ones? Yeah. And they do become doctors. It works. They can play the piano. They can do six other things. Yeah. But she's also not the, the guy who went to study like a bit of like sociology man and then was just like I the whole time. Arts, baby, that's what I did for the one year I went to uni. I was like, I'm going to learn some interesting stuff. Oh, I've been in class for like 20 minutes. That'll do. I go out, smoke some weed and like, I'll start to read the textbook, but then I'll think, actually, I, th I reckon I already know this better than him. I'll start writing my tech, my manifesto as a poem, but then I'll be like, now I'm going to go and get a fucking Chico roll. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, yeah, cool. Now we're finding out what type of student is she? Yeah, she's getting it done and she's also having fun. And she's doing some sports stuff. Okay, cool. That's a cool student life, right? That's what we're looking at. Her student life, studies and the rest. Otherwise, I'm the uncle who's like, oh, and then, you know, what semester and how many things have you got left to do and da-da-da, which is not cool. Does that make sense? Any thoughts or reflections? Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.